every business is different. But for the most part, everyone primarily is going to search. And when they search on Google, they're looking for your product or service. Whereas on social media, people don't really search. And you could find people on social media based off interest, but that doesn't necessarily mean they want to use your product or service at that moment. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. My name is Rick Nusky. I'm the host of the My Future Business Show, and this is the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there now on today's call. We're going to be talking about a topic that has always interested me, and we're going to be doing that with the wonderful Brandon Leibowitz. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. My pleasure. Now, uh, you are the uh, owner of SEO Optimizers. And we're going to be talking about uh, SEO, social media marketing and Google Ads and how understanding each of these topics positions your business for success. Now, uh, we like to just to, uh, spend a couple of moments, Brandon, if you don't mind learning about uh, you. So where are you calling in from today? I am in Los Angeles, California. Is that home for you or do you travel around? No, yeah, usually yeah. travel around, but usually stay around Los Angeles as a home base. Is that where you grew up, or? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, grew up in Los Angeles and couldn't beat the weather, so I'm like, all right, might as well stay here. So I stayed <laughs> here pretty much all my life. Been to different places in Los Angeles, but That's kind of get spoiled out here. Now, is is it is it true they call that the city of angels? Mm -hmm. yep, yep. And, and, and why would that be? It's a very interesting thing. And when I went there with my uh, in my partner, I, I'd never understood why that was. Yeah, I need to look that one up yeah. now after this. I'm going to double check. <laughs> I know it's Los Angeles. Angeles kind of sounds like angels. Kind of does. Kind of does. But reason. <laughs> now, I, I know that, you know, when we're growing up, we have a lot of people in our lives that, I guess, help form the people that we, come, uh, we become as, as adults. Now, when uh, you look back to your childhood, was it a, was it a good childhood for you? Yeah, no, definitely had a good childhood, had great parents and great family, a younger brother and good support system and went to, had a lot of good friends and no, everything was, everything was for the most part, lived a normal childhood. I mean, as it's ups and downs, got the little road bumps, so <laughs> not really smooth and perfect, but for the and, most part, looking back, it was good. And this is very useful for us to learn because we find out a little bit more about you and what led you to become a specialist in SEO and all of the other wonderful things that you do. And there is a large amount of different services that you provide for SEO optimizers. But uh, again, before we get into that, do you enjoy doing anything outside of work? Do you get much time to, you know, relax and do other things? Mm, yeah, no, I definitely try to travel as much as I can or... I like skateboarding a lot. Oh, very good. As much as I used to, because it's a little it's not falling. It's not as easy to get back up when you fall on that concrete. It's not forgiving, but like snowboarding and going to concerts and going down to the beach since I live close by to the beach. Yes, fantastic. Try to take advantage of that. Yeah. But yeah, no, just try to get out as much as possible. Can't be stuck on the computer all day long. You got to have that work-life balance and disconnect and give your eyes a rest. You know? Now, I have a, I have a friend, a, an Australian friend that I play volleyball with. He was actually a pro skateboarder, a street skater, and he was in a video that uh, showed um, skating all the, uh, I guess, the urban areas throughout LA. And what a fascinating sport. If you can get it right, it's great. But if you if you muck it up, you can hurt yourself pretty badly, can't you? 
Yeah, no, the concrete is not that forgiving. It hurts <laughs> a lot. So that's the one downside. It's fun, but when you fall, you know it's that. Not that much fun. No, but that's great. I love this uh, love this conversation because I get to know more a bit about you before you know we talk about business because at the end of the day, business um, fundamentals don't change all that much. But I'd love to, if we could now, um, talk a little bit about your philosophy around business and how it was that you became, uh, I guess, an entrepreneur and what was your first entrepreneurial experience? Uh, well, in high school, started a little skateboard clothing company. So love skateboarding and guess I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So would make t-shirts and sweatshirts back in high school and would sell them around school and would have other people selling them for me and gave them a commission. So had a little sales team around wow. where I grew up and that was definitely my first dip in it. And then went to college, kind of focused more on school instead mm -hmm. of focusing on business, kind of let the business kind of just disappear. Unfortunately, I should have Kept it, Kept it alive yep. while I was going to school, but <laughs> just focused on school and just did that. And I mean, it ended up that I found out about digital marketing. So I went to school for business marketing and mm -hmm. got my degree. And in 2007, the first job that I got was in digital marketing. So kind of led my way there, and but wasn't planning on it at all. Yeah, wow, because digital marketing is such an enormous landscape. There are so many different elements to it. Now, what was it that drew you to digital marketing? Just, I mean, and, and I guess when would that have been around in terms of so years? Yes, yeah, so I got my degree from um, school in 27 or 2007. Got mm -hmm. my business marketing degree. And the first job I got out of college was actually doing digital marketing for a company. They said, we want you to do digital marketing. I was like, I don't really know what well, it's called internet marketing back then. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't really know much about this, but they said, don't worry. We don't know much about it either. We're going to take you like classes <laughs> and workshops and learn alongside with you, which I thought was kind of interesting. So back in 2007, I was doing their social media. I was helping out with their email marketing, helping out with paid ads. I was doing search engine optimization. I was like taking pictures of the products. So I was doing a lot of stuff back then and just realized that everyone's going to have a website in the future and that all this stuff works to get traffic that I just talked about, but mm -hmm. I really just focused more on SEO just because that's the way you get free traffic and why spend money on ads. If you get up there for free, it's a lot better long-term. So that's really what I focused on over the years is just trying to capture that free traffic from Google. So would you say that that's your superpower? Is that the one thing you do the best? Because I've seen your website and you've got a lot of great services on offer. Yeah, that's the main focus. I mean, I'll help out with other things, but I prefer just to get you that free traffic if possible. Oh, absolutely. That's long-term strategy for a business. Now, t tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, how the name SEO Optimizers came around. I mean, is this a, a, a business that you started from ground up? So back in 2007, I realized when I got that first job that I could kind of just like pick up clients here and there and could build up my own little freelance business. So... I would go to different local businesses and kind of pitch them saying if they were interested in these services. And then I realized I should get a website to showcase it. So I bartered with somebody, I traded some SEO and they built me a website and the name was just was. whatever I could find. I was just trying to find a URL back in 2007 that wasn't taken because even back then it was tough to find a domain name. I wish I bought a lot more back then. <laughs> me too. That would have been a good thing. But it was tough just finding that one. And I was like, all right, SEO optimizers. 
So to ring a bell. Ideal, but I wish I wish I got it with SEO optimizers or just one O, but unfortunately I got two O's. But no, no, I, I, no, I think it's a it's a really good name. In actual fact, where I saw it, I thought, wow, that would have been very difficult or very expensive, one of the others. So I think you've done quite well. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of people on this call that are sitting here going, hmm, free traffic. I like the idea of that. But I think we need to share a little bit of a history lesson about SEO because it seems to me that you know uh, a lot about, I guess, the genesis of SEO. Could you tell us a little bit about where SEO started and what it is? So SEO is search engine optimization and Ever since there were search engines, there was ways to get yourself ranked on there. So when you search on Google or whatever search engine, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads, but right below the ads, that's the organic, the free listings. And mm -hmm. that's what SEO is all about is getting you up on those free listings. And it just started off as websites. Now, when you search in Google, images appear, videos appear, your local business maps yep. appear. Yep. So. There's a lot more going on now, so it's changed <laughs> a lot how it's been. But over the years, for the most part, their algorithms or Google's algorithm really is based off backlinks, mm -hmm. getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google has, and then they'll rank you higher for your keywords. So backlinks were like how Google's algorithm first started, and still to this day, it's based off backlinks. It's changed a lot how they look at them, but it's still primarily based off back for the most part. I love the, I, I checked out your Instagram and you had one image of Pulp Fiction. If you want to hide a dead body, you hide it on the second page of Google. And this really sums up what SEO is all about, doesn't it? Yeah, even so, like even around the first like three or four positions, you're probably not going to get that traffic. Being on page two, you're definitely not going to get any traffic. But Page one, even then, yeah, I think like how often do you scroll down to the very bottom? Not too often. Sometimes you're doing something really specific, but most of the time you're probably going to click on the first one or two or three possibly. Yeah. Brandon, I think it's important for everybody on the show to understand, I guess, the depth and breadth of SEO because, you know, we could go into the details of backlinking. Do you need support software? Do you need meta tags, meta tag descriptions, conical, can canonical uh, URLs, all of these different aspects. But if I'm brand new to this and I know nothing about SEO, and let's assume that I've got a WordPress website, what is some of the things that I need to start thinking about? So with seo like yep. you said there's a lot of different things that go into seo but with google or with the algorithms it's like a puzzle there's a lot of pieces to it but some pieces are a lot bigger and one thing that's easy for anyone to do themselves they don't need to know any technical or be tech savvy or anything sure. it's just adding content the more content you have on each page that's really important is every page on your website that you want to rank on google needs content needs text google can't really read images or videos yet they're getting better at it, but they still mm -hmm. rely heavily on text. The more text that you put on each page, the better Google's going to be able to read that content, understand what this page is about, and mm -hmm. rank you for the correct keywords. But really, really important is having good content. It has to be original. Can't just take it from one page of your website and copy it. Copy it. it becomes yeah. duplicate content. So that's also something you have to be careful is you have to write original content for every single page on your website, which you know, a lot of people are going to be like, I don't want to write all this content and usually you have to write about 400 words oh, wow. or more, the more, the better, which now I'm sure a lot of people are saying, I don't want to write 400 words of content because <laughs> it's going to make my website look ugly, but there's ways to kind of just hide it. I mean, you can't hide it. Yep. Yeah. I Google sees that you put 
like if font size 0.001 and white text and your background is white, Google's going to penalize you for trying to trick them. But if you throw it at the very bottom of your page, most people are never going to scroll down. Just like when you go on Google, most people don't scroll don't down. Scroll. Yeah. So whatever you see on the top of like on a computer or on your phone is called above the fold. Yep. Once you start scrolling down, that's below the fold. I believe it's like 70% of people never scroll down on a website. Oh, wow. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But Google will read from top to bottom. So Google will see the text. People don't necessarily need to see that text. You want to make it look really pretty above the fold with like a good call to action, value proposition, all that stuff. But mm -hmm. below that, you can throw all that content and that's going to help Google out. So tell us about um, you know that brand new website that you're working with, assuming that it's a WordPress website. I don't know which types of websites you work with or prefer, but let's assume it's a WordPress uh, website. If, if you have not indexed your website with Google, does that make a difference on their ability to find you and rank you? So there's no way to, in the past you could submit your Google, I mean, submit your website to Google mm -hmm. to index it and show it in the search results, but they've taken that away. So Google is just naturally gonna find you, but there's ways to get Google to find you quicker. And that's by getting backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. If you got an article published on the New York Times and in that article, it has a clickable link that points back to your website, then you're getting a backlink from the New York Times and Google's gonna read the New York Times and see that clickable link and follow it and then find your website. And then they're gonna index it and crawl it. Or you could create what's called a sitemap. Mm -hmm. So every website or most websites have a sitemap. If you just go to whatever your website is, yourwebsite.com forward slash sitemap dot xml s-i-t-e m-a-p dot xml almost every website should have a sitemap if not you need to create one but that's kind of like a roadmap showing google all the urls on your website and you submit that sitemap to google search console which is a free tool from google mm -hmm. that is kind of like google analytics but shows you everything about seo that you want to know and in there you could submit your your sitemap to google and that's going to hopefully get google to index and all your website doesn't guarantee it but uh, yeah. those steps alone will get you pretty much ensure that all your pages are indexed too because what happens is you might be an e-commerce website with five thousand products and google doesn't find all those pages they might only find a thousand of your products and those other four thousand products are not found but by submitting that sitemap that tells google here's all the pages and please index them it doesn't guarantee it but yeah i understand yeah like a hint Absolutely. And it's great feedback. Thank you so very much. Now, I, I'm wondering, um, how long does it take to get some sort of results? If you did a search on your own uh, index or, you know, site mapped page, is it months or should this be an ongoing strategy inside your business? Yeah, no. So SEO fortunately takes a few months to take full effect because mm -hmm. Google just doesn't trust anybody. So I could build a website and I could say I'm a doctor. And Google's like, all right, are you really a doctor? Because we don't want to just send people yes. to your website or to your doctor's office and find out you're not a doctor. <laughs> yes. So Google wants to see other websites talking about me. They want to see like WebMD or Wikipedia or Yellow Pages or MapQuest or all these other websites. So more websites that mention me, the more trust Google's going to have. And that gets Google to then rank you higher. So you have to continuously building, build backlinks. That's the part of SEO that doesn't really end. You're always going to be building backlinks to help Google realize that you're still in business, you're still trustworthy, and that you still are the best result to be shown on that first page of Google. But that's the part that 
doesn't really end and there's no shortcut around it. It takes time to build the backlinks and to get Google to trust you. So it does take about six months on average to take full effect some mm-hmm. SEO, but it also depends on the competition. Yeah. If you're in a very competitive industry, it's going to take a lot longer. Like if you're selling t-shirts, you're competing against like Amazon and Walmart and Target and big, big corporations. Whereas yeah. you can find something really unique and niche and maybe you don't have many competitors and you'll get up there a lot quicker. So it just depends on competition and it's not really a one size fits all with SEO. Every business mm-hmm. is different. They have a different phase of how long they've been in the business, how much trust they have from Google, how many backlinks. Yep. There's all there's a lot of variables that go. So in. many variables, absolutely. I'm loving this conversation, Brandon. Thank you very much. Now, I think uh, we we touched on uh, text being the the primary driver, as is backlinks and um, uh, sitemaps and so forth. But what about video? It seems to be such a dominant force in the online landscape nowadays. Does that play a part? And is there such a thing as video SEO? Yep. So Google owns YouTube, which mm. is one of the biggest websites. So Google's the most popular website. I think YouTube and Facebook switch off every day between second and third most popular websites. So mm-hmm. Google has a lot of power. And also when you search in Google, Google sometimes shows videos in the search results. 90% of the time, those videos are going to be a YouTube video because Google owns YouTube mm-hmm. and they don't want to promote Vimeo or Daily Motion or Somebody Facebook else. videos. Sometimes they'll be there, but most of the time, Google wants to promote themselves because Google only cares about making money. Like if you search on Google, you don't click on an ad. Google doesn't make any money. No. But if you search on Google and you see a video and you click on that video, and if it's a YouTube video, the first thing that appears anytime you watch a YouTube video, there's Heads. always an advertisement. Yep. So YouTube is making money, which is really Google making money. So I would really, I always tell people, try to get a presence sooner than later on YouTube just because... I mean, look at social media. Everything is really visual. Like people want video, like Instagram doesn't really post. I mean, people still post pictures, but it's primarily videos. Yeah. TikTok, all videos, like everything is going to visual or videos. Pinterest added videos a few years ago. I mean, they're all adding videos. So video is really, really important. And yep, just like you could optimize a website, you could optimize your video with like a good title, putting a good trend, transcribing the video if you can. Yeah. Because Google... If you upload a video to YouTube, you'll see it'll automatically generate subtitles or closed captions, but it's mm-hmm. not perfect. Not so right, yeah. Google still needs your help. They need you to spoon feed them. And the more text you add, the easier it is for them to understand what that video is about. Soon, hopefully, they'll be able to read the videos or better understand them. But right now, they're still in the beginning phases of it. So the more you help them out with content, just like I was saying earlier, the yeah. better off you're going to be. Content is so very important. Yes, content is king. I, I, I just had a thought come into my head about, you know, the advancements in, in technology that we see today. And I wonder what your thoughts are on um, AI in the future as it relates to SEO. Does it, do you think it's going to play a major part? Yeah, right now, there's already a lot of AI spots that create content mm-hmm. that is pretty much passive. So like I said earlier, you have to have original content. That's really important. Yeah. It's duplicated or copied somewhere else, you get penalized. But these AI bots are able to take content, reword it into something that is readable, perfect English yep. or whatever language you're targeting, and you would never tell the difference. So that's kind of weird. I don't know how Google's going to be able to fix that or mm. sure they're going to find some way, but that one's a little strange where you just get content and make it readable. Because in the past, it was called spinners, article spinners that yes, would yes. find synonyms and replace them, but it didn't always properly work. Now with these AI bots, it's kind of weird how good it is. So how I don't good? know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but right now it's 
kind of strange. It's a little scary. It's such if I was a writer, I'd be really worried because writers potentially are just going to be, I don't even know what's going to happen with that. No. It's going to be, who knows? It's going to be a little weird. Obsolete almost. Now I wonder, it seems to me that all roads lead back to SEO. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but I think about uh, the likes of Facebook and how people uh, use it to, I guess, drive people back to um, their websites, but there doesn't seem to be much of an opportunity to put in tags and things like that. Um, am I wrong there? Or is it something you should consider as part of your, your strategy? Yeah, no, social, I always tell people social is great, but social is a way to get people to your website. You don't mm. want to take people off of your website to go to your social media pages because there's too many distractions. There's ads on Facebook. There's oh, a lot yeah. of noise over there to distract <laughs> oh, yeah. people and get them to lose that interest or forget about you really quickly. So, mm. but also social is a great way to build trust too. Like most people are going to find you by searching and the way they search is on Google. Usually I mean, every business is different but for the most part, everyone primarily is going to search. And when they search on Google, they're looking for your product or service. Whereas on social media, people don't really search and you could find people on social media based off interest, but that doesn't necessarily mean they want to use your product or service at that moment. So social is really good for building trust for people. Like someone could go to your website and be like, who's SEO optimizers, but then they go on my Facebook, they see pictures, videos, status updates. They could see reviews. They can message me. So it builds that trust up. They could go on my YouTube, they could go on LinkedIn, they could go on all these platforms and see, is SEO Optimizers a real business? Who is yep. this person or company? Yep. And yep. it's a way to build trust, but you do want to optimize your posts when you do post on social using hashtags where appropriately, so mm -hmm. like whatever platform you can use hashtags, uh, use them, just don't overdo them. Don't just spam hashtags and really yep. think of hashtags like keywords. Like you don't want to just put a one word for like a hashtag. Like I wouldn't want to just put the word SEO. That's not a good hashtag. That's going to get me a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs on my, post or whatever I'm posting mm -hmm. or my content, mm -hmm. but are all those people necessarily looking for what I'm offering? Because most of those people are not going to be really looking for SEO classes. If I'm doing a class, they might wonder what is SEO? How can I transition jobs or how much does an SEO make as a career or whatever it may be, but <clears throat> using multiple words mm -hmm. like SEO class or SEO training, yep. less people are going to be using it, but the people that are using it are going to be interested in my product or service. So it's kind of like keyword research for SEO is when you're doing keywords on your website, you don't want to just do one word keywords. You want to do keywords that are two or more words, the more words, the less people are using it, but the more intent behind that search. Yes. And ultimately we want sales and leads and the longer the words are going to bring that in. So in terms of, uh, you know, the places that your businesses is currently available, does every um, online business slash, I guess, bricks and mortar business need to be online in a number of different external um, sites to their own, such as LinkedIn and Instagram and so forth? And if so, is there, a, I guess, a minimum number of places that you should be found? No, there's no minimum. It's just you need to be in front of where your audience is. Your audience, where are they? Where are they searching or what blogs are they reading or where are they? That's the number of the thing is you got to step back, put yourself in the user's point of view. If you're looking for your product or service, where would you go? Are you going to go on Google? Are you going to go on YouTube? Are you going to go on social media? Mm. Possibly, maybe, maybe not. Like if you're looking for like a doctor or a lawyer, probably not going to go on social or like an SEO company, probably not going to go on social media. So it's just really understanding who your audience is and trying to be in front of them at the right places. But you do want to, claim your username on social media if possible that way you don't run into an issue of somebody taking your username and yes you're not available to claim it but 
terms of being active on all those places, do you need to be active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok? I mean, okay, it just keeps going on, on and on and on. <laughs> it does, doesn't like, it? Do you need to be on all those? <laughs> you should a lot be. of work. Yeah, you should claim them, but you don't necessarily need to be need using to be on them. them. So. We've talked a lot about organic uh, uh, traffic sources, which I think are incredibly powerful. And I, I wonder, you know, you've also got a specialist background in Google Ads. Now, tell us a little bit about Google Ads and why that might be part of your strategy as well. well so ads, I try not to do them, but mm. they do work because when you stop spending money on ads, you just disappear. So that's the one thing I don't like about ads is mm -hmm. you can run ads all day long, but you stop running ads, you're just gone. Whereas with the organic the SEO, you stop doing SEO, you're not just going to disappear. You're still there. You're still there. So the ads do work. Like I really like the marketing ads. So if you go to Amazon per se, and you look at a product and you don't buy it, you see those ads that follow you around. Those ads are really effective because those are warm leads. Those are people that have been to your website, but didn't do a specific action. Let's, Follow them around and put yourself, keep yourself top of mind because sometimes, like if you're a real estate agent or if you're something where it's like more high ticket items selling like a television, mm -hmm. someone's not going to just go to your website and buy immediately. Buy, They're going right. to possibly, they need time to research, browse around. So by you running these ads that follow them around, these banner ads that follow them around, it makes yourself look a lot bigger, but also keeps yourself top of mind and helps build up that trust because I think it's like five touch points that are needed before somebody actually trusts you. So if you just go to like half the people that go to your website, they're going to leave immediately. So you got to keep yourself top of mind and ads are a great way to keep yourself top of mind and also find new people. But really I like keeping yourself top of mind. Absolutely. Sure people don't forget about you. Especially using that retargeting that you've just mentioned. That's great feedback. Thank you. Now, um, I think about some of the things you've talked about, about how people might just drop off as soon as they hit your website. So how important is the structure of your website in terms of providing other information about you specifically as the business owner? No, that one is so very important because Google added that into their algorithm a few years ago, but recently they added it to Google Search Console. They're looking at user experience, mm -hmm. how people behave on your website, because if everyone just... If someone, if you're ranked number one on Google and everyone that goes to your website, they leave immediately, that tells Google maybe you're not the most relevant or something's wrong with your website. So yep, yep. Google doesn't want to send people to low quality or bad user experience websites. Like if you're on mobile and you click on a website and it's not mobile friendly, yes. you're like, Google, what's For going example. on? So yeah, yeah you got to make sure that your website looks good, but really that's optimized for conversions. You can build a pretty website, but you got to optimize your website for conversions to capture lead sales phone calls emails whatever it is but you gotta optimize your website for conversions which not many people really talk about but that part is so very important because like i was saying earlier like half the people that come to your website they're going to leave immediately even if your website's perfectly optimized for those conversions you're still going to get that drop off of maybe like 20 30 percent of the people just because they're distracted and they might be on their phone somebody called them or who knows what happened but you're still going to get some drop off so yeah build it up and put a video on your website. Like if you have video or videos, add that video to your website because people don't really want to read nowadays. Their attention span is really short. So lazy. <laughs> people will listen to you. They'll listen to your content or watch a video, but people don't want to read. Even if it's bullet points, people are still going to skim them over and just see what they want to see. So video really helps out having a good value proposition above the fold having a good call to action is really, really important above the fold. Mm -hmm. Don't make people scroll down. You're making people scroll down. You lost over half the people to your website. 
Because oh, wow. people don't scroll down. Below the fold. Now, I, I, I'm sitting here looking at all of this great content and I'm, I'm thinking, what happens if I thought I had a great website and then I've watched this interview and you clearly know a lot more than I do about all of these things. And, and I think, I have a question. I don't really know for sure. How does somebody get a, I guess, a stick in the sand to know where their website is when they work with you? Now that one, you gotta look, I always tell people Google Analytics is a free tool from Google that's gonna show you your traffic and install it sooner than later because what you have to do is you add a little tracking code to your website. And once you have that tracking code to your website, Google's gonna start showing you how much traffic you're getting and you can see what's working. How much traffic am I getting from Google, from Facebook ads, from email marketing, from people just typing my website in directly. But without that data, you're not gonna know. And the sooner you install it, the more data you're gonna get. If you install the tracking code in a month, you're not gonna yep. get any of this past month's data. And data is invaluable. Even if you're getting one visitor to your website a day, that's still data that you could use to make statistically informed decisions instead of just guessing. Now you have data backing it up. So that's gonna really help out to see how much traffic am I getting from Google? Google Search Console is really good too because that's gonna show you how much traffic you're getting from SEO specifically. Google Analytics shows you everything related to your website. Google Search Console is another free tool and it shows you everything you need to know or a lot of details about SEO. And I know that you offer a free SEO website analysis. That would be a really good point for people to start with, I would have thought. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so for everyone that's listening or watching, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, they can find that there and apply for a website analysis, but it's seooptimizers.com forward slash gift and they can find that all there. Fantastic. And I'll be making sure that they can uh, certainly find your uh, URL no matter where they find this call, Brandon, they'll be able to uh, catch up with you. Now talk us through your website. What else will they find on there? Um, I have different classes that I mm -hmm. offer mm -hmm. that I've done over the years, well, free classes. So if they go there, they'll see different classes, the free consultation, but they can learn more. I have a blog that I update usually once a month or try to keep as active as possible on different SEO strategies. Mm -hmm. So that's also a really good place to read up because that's the best is got to read, got to learn. That's how I got into it. It's not like I took a class in school because if I did take a class, it'd be outdated what they taught you because <laughs> it just changed so quickly. So you got to read up and watch videos and just learn and make sure the stuff that you're reading is from a couple years old. Older than that, it could be a little outdated. It still might be relevant, but it changes so quick nowadays. It's it's crazy how fast it's changing. I really love this conversation, Brandon. I know there'd be a lot of interested people who are on this website, uh, on this call today and looking at your website at seooptimizers.com. Now, if you're interested to learn more about the wonderful work Brandon and his team are doing at seooptimizers.com, reach out to him. Uh, he'd be certainly more than happy to walk you through the results of your free SEO website analysis. And with all that being said, Brandon, thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.